Thanks for tuning in to the Sonic Collective, and uh, you are with Alan Dupuis, Scott Gregory, Darren Scott, and Scott Coates over in Thailand. Uh, for the month of November 2021, it was my turn to pick, and I chose for us to review an album called Welcome Reality by a uh, little group called Nero. It's sort of a dubstepy electro drum and bass kind of a kind of a band and that was sort of it's it's not really within my wheelhouse I would say um so I figured I would pick it and go from there so I I think off the hop let's throw it over to Scott Coates and find out what he thought of them thanks Alan I always get excited when there's a band I've never heard of not to suggest that I've heard of all bands but I had never ever heard of Nero and I'm glad you gave us a bit of background on it that they made this album kind of envisioning it could be the soundtrack I believe to a video game or a movie and once I knew that the album made a lot more sense especially its runtime of an hour and 45 minutes which is I think by far the longest album we've ever talked about on the Sonic Collective so when I knew that and listening to it I immediately thought yeah this is as advertised it could be a video game soundtrack or I could imagine it being the soundtrack for something like Ready Player One so I found most of the material hit that mark if that's what they were going for. I enjoyed it as kind of background working music for the first nine songs. And then every time that 10th song, Crush On You, came on, it was all of a sudden a really bad 80s roller skating era track. Like, it just threw me for such a loop. I'd be, you know, working away again, not particularly paying attention to the music, but it just kind of moving me forward. Crush On You would start, and I would just go back to being a DJ in a roller rink. And then the album just took a hard nosedive from there. So, I mean, reaching out was a bit of a pull up in, in the back half. I love the Hall and Oates uh, sample from their song. Departure gets a bit interesting. Uh, it's like leaving a planet, but yeah, it, it kind of welcome to reality. VIP got repetitive. New life sounded like repeat again. I'd say that overall, none of the tracks really jumped out as ones I'd add to my playlist, even those first nine. And I can't actually name a title to any of them. So it's not that I didn't like the album or that I really disliked it. I think, again, if you had those first nine songs, that'd be a great kind of atmospheric at home working album. But it just went on too long and and crush on you again. Just wow. The out of left field. So it, it really let me down there. So as a whole yeah, it, it takes a bit of a nosedive for me just because of those elements. So how about we go over to Scott Gregory? Yeah, uh, going into the Brian Eno listen that we did last month, I had a specific idea of what electronic music sounded like. Uh, and that broke those stereotypes for me because I hadn't done a lot of atmospheric before. Right. So uh, that was a pleasant surprise. Nero landed directly into all the stereotypes that I had as far as like electronic dance style music. Uh, and I don't want to come out against electronic uh, dance music. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'm on record with my love for like the Pet Shop Boys, Depeche Mode, Recoil, you know, and you, those are obviously all in the same family. Right. But where you can follow them out into dubstep and, you know, techno dance type stuff, I wound up in the the pop and industrial side of electronic music. So uh, depending on the mood, which angle that when I went. So I never raved. I never developed a deep understanding of the nuances of this side of electronic music. Right. Uh, so with that being said, 
the album leaned 100% into all of those surface level shallow expectations I had of it. I don't know if you've uh, heard of the Lonely Island, you know, let the bass drop, I think it is, or whatever that song is. And uh, this reminded me 100% of that, just with that giant tension building moments leading to giant bass drops. Stuff, right? Uh and you know it had the dancey remix of crush on you that that then bled into those resi bass drops and uh yeah don't get me wrong it did very well uh it's a very polished well-produced album but i don't think it's my cup of tea um yeah uh i really don't want to crap on this album like it is good like scott said it had a plan and it executed on its plan uh, in a couple ways, I really think that the transition between tracks was incredibly cohesive. And um, yeah, there were a couple individual songs that I really liked. So maybe that's what I'll go to. The uh, the Must Be The Feeling. It just had the feel of this really great Debbie Gibson late 80s pop funk type song to it. That was a pleasant surprise near the back of the album. I think I'm the opposite of Scott. He he wants to keep the front half of the album and I want to keep the back half of the album. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I like... Yeah, I, I, I like when they fuse genres on albums, right? And that's where I think they got more playful on the last half of the album, bringing in pop, bringing in some funk and different things like that. Uh, but I am a bit of an 80s head, so this is clearly me leaning into my biases. And, you know, Departure actually reminded me of, uh, of the Brian Eno album that we just listened to. I do like that slower pace of it, the lower key. It's almost atmospheric in its feel for the majority of the track. Uh, and it feels like they're just letting you off the ride gently near the back part of the album, right? Uh, it culminated in Etude at the very end. Uh, I definitely felt like an outro track that uh, that was its mission and it did it really well. Uh, and I think the two of them together really highlight what I thought was a very thoughtfully ordered and carefully crafted set of tracks. Uh, instead of just, you know, s- some albums which just felt like mashups of tracks that we've done before. So we look for that solid building of an album here, and I think they do that. So in short, uh, that was very long. In summary, (laughs) I should say, I think listening to the uh, entire album of electronic music as intense as this, uh, as long as this, uh, might eventually give me some panic attacks with all of the big <laughs> bass drop builds. But there were individual elements that I really enjoyed that left me with an overall impression. Um, just recognizing that it's probably someone else's cup of tea. Uh, Darren, what did you think? Yeah, and I think uh, I'll agree with the two of you. Although I thought, I, I just said, I thought it was interesting that you liked the back half and Scott liked the front. Uh, um, yeah, interesting. Um but yeah, I also, I just turned 52. This is a probably a little out of most 52-year-olds of reach mostly, but I, I am a pretty big music fan and I, I do like a lot of, I'm more of a hip-hop guy, I would say, in rap, but um, I do have a, a certain taste for EDM. I actually think anybody listening should go back. Uh, you alluded to it earlier, but just last month, uh, Scott Coates had picked a, a Brian Eno, Apollo Atmospheres and Soundtracks. And I think that was a really good prequel to go into this album because that was really like the beginning of kind of EDM and atmospheric and like soundtrack type music because it was made uh, to basically the footage from the Apollo, was the moon landings or just the, the Apollo missions? One of them, I think. Um, so uh, anyway, that was really good. And I think it led into this and then you realize, okay, this is another concept album. 
So quickly, uh, the three members are Dan Stevens and Joe Ray. They knew each other from, I guess, childhood or something. And then Anna Wilson they were introduced to, I think, when they, she was about 18 or something like that. Uh, and then they all kind of got together and started collaborate, collaborating on this kind of more edgy, pushing uh, evolution of drum and bass and some of this EDM stuff. Um, now, I'll admit, too, like, the, the, the runtime on this is crazy. Like, what, an hour, 40 minutes or something? Like too long but uh i i agree with scott coates i actually once I, I i like the first nine songs there's a couple after that that are okay but i just felt that that was a good end point um and we've said this many times in this we feel like almost 45 minutes is kind of that like perfect album length um and i actually just quickly did the math and if you just cut it off at nine uh it's 38 minutes 25 seconds and i'm almost like promises was actually their big hit if you threw that back in you're probably rated just under 45 and it's perfect so i think me Maybe, uh, you know, a lot of artists suffer from this. I get it was a concept album. Maybe if you saw art or some type of video element to go with it, it would pull it together more. But I, I also thought that Crush on You just crushed this album. Uh, like, same thing. I listened to it. I kind of got into it. And I'll admit, I actually really kind of got into the first half of this album. But... It just lost me on that. And Scott alluded to the uh, roller rink, and I'd agree. We talked to her. I said, no, for me, it was like, I, you know, I'm a kid of the 80s. And 80s was notorious for having like these, any song that due to any kind of traction, like a pop or dance song, they would do a release a remix version where it would have like six different versions. And, you know, you're getting down to that sixth remix where it's just crap, but it's just on this side. It'll never be heard again, uh, ever again. And I just felt like the, the few songs on the back were just like that. I'm like, they're just like... 80s remixes that should have never made it out and uh and like when did 2808 turn into the 80s like that part i i like i get what they were doing but it seemed off brand of this concept album it went from i would say blade runner that others have kind of said it'd be a good soundtrack for to like like i said a bad 80s thing so i, I really struggled with that um yeah i i mean i did like like again like my eyes i liked uh the scorpions uh yeah like uh, there were some really good things. I mean, for 2011, this was kind of pushing it. And I appreciate any artist that pushes us, us into a new territory. And they definitely were. So I'm going to give him mad props for that. But, um, you know, I think with that, let's just throw it over to Alan and see what he, he thinks. And Alan's a bit younger than us, so maybe he'll uh, more warm up to that EDM side. Yeah, for sure. Um, I often joke that you can always tell someone's age by their thoughts on dubstep. And I'm a I'm a fan of like the Skrillex bro step stuff. So, um, but if you've never heard of Nero and you're not a fan of the Skrillexy stuff, you might actually enjoy Welcome Reality if you are um, sort of curious about you know less aggressive dubstep. It is definitely sort of a, a dubstepy album though. Um, Darren, to your point, this. Uh, Scott's, Scott Coates' pick of Brian Eno really influenced my decision to choose this one. Um, just the atmospherics and stuff and the fact that it was, even though I'm pretty sure a lot of the recording technology they used was sort of analog back, I think that was made in 1983, um, there's electronic influence and I think that we definitely owe Brian Eno a debt of gratitude when it comes to EDM. And so... This is one of those albums that I think you want to listen to from from front to back in order, uh, as far as the tracks go, as they they claim it's a concept album. Although you know, I I have a hard time understanding how exactly. I think 
you know, it, they say it's a concept about what the future is going to be like in 2808. Um, I'm not getting a whole lot of like futurism from the lyrical content at any rate, though, you know, the sounds are, are pretty futuristic and high tech. And, you know, this album was released back in 2011 and the sound was probably a lot newer to people back then. So I don't know, for all I know, that was the sound of the future. Um, but yeah, I wish I wish there was a little more concept coming through from the uh, the lyrical side. Um, but that said, you know, as the other guys have mentioned, there's a lot of nods to the 1980s and that whole 80s aesthetic. Uh, Crush on You is a remix, I think, of a song that was released in 1984. Um, there was also a was it Daryl Hall was was remixed on one of the tracks too, and really really cool stuff i didn't realize that until i you know had gone through a few uh a few listens and then kind of deep dove um I, yeah i don't know this this was an interesting one i think there were a few standout tracks that were really good um promises was the sort of the big single that launched nero uh and actually have heard that song before i didn't realize nero were the the artists behind it but I really like that song Promises um, that would probably be one of the more standout songs and I think maybe that has to do with the fact it's got more traditional pop music sensibilities like it's got verse chorus verse chorus bridge kind of thing uh, I'll agree with the rest of you guys though Crush on You is that's that's a that's one you could skip I don't know it was just weird Right, it's it's more verbose than a lot of the other tracks, but the woman's vocals were like really high pitched, just kind of not a great remix. I don't know what they were going for there. Uh, overall, you know, I, I I do like that dubby dubstep sound. You know, the uh, the Transformers having sex. <laughs> um, I really like when Alana's vocals were part of that ride. She's just. You know, she she seems like a really good singer, and the way they produce the album just makes it sound amazing. I think it's it's just a really polished sound, like Scott Gregory said. Um, and I personally like the intensity and the bold sounds of a lot of this. But you guys are right; it is a super long album. I didn't realize that when I picked it. Um, you know, especially if you do listen from start to finish. But it's. It's got a really interesting sound. It's very cinematic, uh, and that even kind of comes through on the cover art. It's kind of designed to be almost like a movie poster or inspired by a movie poster. It's really neat. So I could see this being the soundtrack to a movie or a video game or something like that, um, and I suppose that's where maybe the, the futurism comes into play. So overall, I, uh, I enjoyed it. I think it's probably more within my wheelhouse than than the other guys, which kind of feels weird to say because I'm not a huge fan of uh, electronic music, you know, at the best of times. But anyway, I have been talking for a long time and I want to get to the score part of this. Let's break down what the guys thought. I'm going to throw it back over to Scott Coates. Yeah, I feel a bit weird and a bit bad about this album and that my scores are going to make it seem much worse than it is. But adhering to the categories, influence... For me, I don't feel there was anything here I really heard that I hadn't heard somewhere before, nor has this sound inspired me to go off and 
explore more of this type of music or more Nero. But I am glad I heard it and listened to it multiple times this month. But I got to give it a one just because it's not leading me further down any other path. Recommend again, uh, not a bad album, but I don't think it does enough of a particular thing in a unique enough way that I'm going to go telling people to listen to it. So I got to give it a two. Overall, I'll give it a two and a half. I mean, it's fine. It's okay. I, I do agree the production's very good on it. But just nothing really got me excited beyond that. But very happy I listened to it and uh, experienced a new band. So thanks for that, Alan. Yeah, I'll jump in. Uh, you know, I'm going to do my scores from the position of someone who does not listen to dubstep and electronic music. So keep that in mind. Uh, if you do like that stuff, you should probably rank Alan's ranking higher than mine. Uh, for influence, I'll give it a two. I won't give it a one because once again, I must maintain the sanctity of my Nickelback score of one. Nothing will ever be as bad as Nickelback. Uh, would I recommend? Oh man, no, no, uh, no. Let's stop and talk about this for a second. <laughs> well, we don't. We have had time. a whole episode no, no. about it. No, you can. okay, you can. No, you know, like stop bashing Nick Nickelback. Okay, for those of you that don't know, you got to go back and listen to the uh, our episode about the four most hated bands. So anyway. I make no apologies. No. What I recommend, uh, two. So uh, it's just so long. It, to me, it's it just banged away at a lot of stereotypes. So if you're into that stuff, it's probably going to be right in your wheelhouse. But if you're like me and you're just waiting for the 80s references on the back half, uh, there's other shorter, tighter albums that you could probably listen to. Uh, and that's not a knock on this. It's clearly made for a target group. So overall, with a two and a two, that comes out to a two for the old 80s heads. But again, if you like this type of music, go with Alan's score, not mine. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, uh, it's to me now. Uh, yeah, um, I'm, I'm with you. Um, it's It was an interesting album. And, and quickly, they were actually supposed to come to Calgary. Like, Alan picked this, and all of a sudden I see, like, Nero playing downtown Calgary. And I'm like, oh, man, we should go try and interview them. But it actually ended up getting canceled, uh, unfortunately. But I, yeah, I, Alan and I were texting about that. Like, well, if they come back, we should have had to try and do it. But it's just interesting. I, did you even know that, Alan, that when you picked it? Nope. Yeah, yeah. I had yeah. no idea. Yeah. I posted it. To my Facebook to try and get some people to listen to the the podcast, and people were like, "Hey, are you going to see them?" And I'm like, "What?" <laughs> oh yeah, really? Now I am. Like, yeah, yeah, for sure. But anyway, small world scenario. But anyway, it didn't work out. But uh, yeah, that was interesting. Um, and, and just quickly, and, and it's funny, and it's almost like if that crush on you, there's a brewery here in town, and I hate to bash other. I'm in the alcohol production game here in town. I don't want to bash anybody, but. I won't name them, but there's a brewery. And when they first opened, they only had a few beers and they made this scotch beer. And it was like the most disgusting thing ever. And you just look around the room and everybody does those little tasting beer flights of five. And there was always one full glass on every single person in the room. And like, it was just like, nobody was ever going to drink that scotch beer. So they never should have made it. And it just only reflected poorly on this poor brewery that I won't name. But, um, and that's like this album. If they just didn't have that crush on you, I probably could have even got by with some of the other songs that were a little more cheesier at the end but you know it just it was that it was that um it goes better i i the guys noticed i was smoking a little vape pipe here a little good supply vape pipe that was really good i got the grape flavor it's a bit of an indica though it can get a little zony at times but it's pretty good stuff it helps with this album um anyway scores that's what we're talking about uh influence i actually you know i i do think there's a few things that uh were new in this and i like the concept part of it i kind of get what they were going for so but I'm going to give it a two and a half in there. Uh, recommend, you know, this is, 
for somebody like me that's a pretty broad music fan, I think you would want to almost recommend, if somebody had to recommend this album like Alan did and I listened to it, I get it. I kind of get what they were going for. I didn't mind it. I'll give that a three because I think it's kind of worth checking out, even if you're not the biggest EDM or this kind of fan, uh, just to kind of see what a concept album for that genre looks like. Um, but overall, I'm just coming in at a three. I think it was an okay album. I, I It has a lot of big fans. It's, it, it is an influential album in its own right. Um, just a bit lost maybe on a bunch of uh, older white guys in Canada at times. But uh, yeah, that's it. But Alan, back to you. What do you think? Yeah, um, I think I'm kind of giving it three and a halfs all around. Overall, it was three and a half. I'd recommend it as a, a three and a half out of five. Uh, if you are into dubstep, you're probably already well aware of Nero because I guess they're they're pretty big players in the in the field or drum and bass actually. Um, and I think I think there's value in listening to a, a group like this just from a, a polish perspective. I think they they're very good at what they do. Uh, and influenced my taste, I'd say it's probably three and a half again. I did check out some of their their later albums. Um, Welcome Reality was their debut album after all, so I want to uh, go and explore what else they have, but I think there's, from this entire album, which has like 16 or 17 tracks, I'm probably only going to go back to like four or five of them, you know? So some of those tracks are, are bringing the whole thing down. I think, unfortunately. So, uh, yeah, I guess that's it for this month. Next month, I think we are... It's Scott Gregory's turn to pick? That is correct. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if you want to reveal that or if people have to tune in. Do you want to keep it a surprise? Or? No. A surprise. Okay, fine. Because <laughs> then, then they have to go to the thesoniccollective.com. That's right. Yeah. Or check us out on Spotify or... Apple Music or wherever you're tuning in right now yeah, to well, check out. We're on most of all the podcast platforms. Exactly. Yes. Um, we're big in South America. Huge. So keep it like, coming in. We're, like we're pretty Miami big Brazil, Huge in Japan. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we appreciate all of you. Five-star review. Single. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah. So I guess for the Sonic Collective signing off, this has been Alan, Scott Gregory, Darren Scott and Scott Coates. There's a lot of Scots in this uh, in this collective here. Thanks for tuning in. Bye.